Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, I'll be doing my week 20 review, and in this, I'll be talking about the Nets and Philly getting together for the first time since the trade. We'll talk about Kevin Garnett's retirement ceremony. We'll talk about Greg Popovich getting the all-time regular season wins. And so much more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys. So this is week 20. This is the review. Kind of late with it, so (laughs) bear with me. Uh, It's been some week uh, there, so... uh, in any event, uh, we might as well get into it. So, we will review the week, and it was a crazy week, actually. So, um, you know, the season is winding down. If you play fantasy basketball like I do, some of you guys might be in the midst of your playoffs right now. To that, I say congratulations, and um, best to you and your matchups coming up so actually i got about four matchups actually five this week and then i got two teams that's on a bye so uh depending on the the results here uh i'll probably have seven teams going if all bodes well so uh in any event let's get into it so we'll start the week like we always start with our players of the week. And for the East is Jason Tatum for the Boston Celtics, who his team finished 3-0, and and he had a 41.3 uh, scoring average. Remember, he had the explosion, um, game where he exploded there, uh, along with six rebounds and five assists. And then Carl Anthony Towns, Another guy who's uh, been hot as of late. His team went 4-0. He averaged 28 points per game, 9 rebounds, and he shot a whopping six, over 64% from the field. Mind you, this is a guy who, you know, likes to get out to the three-point line. for So for him to shoot this kind of percentage, that's pretty good. For the T-Wolves, that's... Quietly peaking. Actually, both of these teams are peaking right now. So, uh, you know, they're, they're, you know, you like to have your best play down the stretch. And both Boston and Minnesota is getting that. So, kudos to them. So, that's the players of the week. Probably the biggest news from week 20 um, outside of the tournament, of course. I'll talk about that later. Uh, is Brooklyn taking on Philadelphia. Brooklyn actually going to Philadelphia. So that meant the return of Ben Simmons, who's not playing yet. So um, he's still not playing. So not sure when he's going to take to the court. Uh, They're in a wait and see process there. But in any event, so you have this game. Brooklyn going to the to Philly to face the Sixers. So 
And I, I, I okay, so I'll tell you the result. Uh, Brooklyn comes out with a statement win. I'm using air quotes here. Uh, versus the Sixers, they won it. Win it, one twenty nine to one hundred. So, pretty big blowout there. They go to to Philly and get it done there. Um, but in my eyes, this game was really more important to Brooklyn than it was for the Sixers, and I'll tell you why. Basically, Harden wanted to be gone. We know that. He wanted out. You know, he didn't take too kindly to the kid gloves. They were um, kid glove treatment that were, they were given to Kyrie with the with the whole vaccine thing. So um, he didn't like that. So and he wanted to go to. A team that's contending, you know, mind you, he was he's with a team that's contending, but you know, he wanted to go elsewhere, so fine, fine, that's all fine. So the the next Nets front office gives him this wish. He they make a trade with Philly, fine. So so Harton's happy, Embiid is happy. Embiid is still getting his numbers. He's still looking like an MVP um, candidate. So, um, so you know, they seem to be doing well together. So, uh, yeah, so I think more of the onus was on Brooklyn because they accommodated this player who wanted out. So they feel like a jilted lover, so to speak. Um this guy no longer wants to be in a relationship with us. He wants to go on and to greener pastures. So you kind of scorn. You kind of you know um, a little bitter. So so and and to me that's why you know everybody wants to say oh the Nets. I can see them in the finals. A team. See, to me, the Nets seem like a team that has to play with emotion. They have to play with emotion. Something's got to be on the line. Somebody's got to feel dissed. Somebody's got to feel, you know, um, taken for granted. So, uh, Kyrie was in his feelings about this game. So was Kevin Durant. So, so they play, they're a team that plays better on emotion. So, that's the way it seems to me. So, and then you see Kyrie, he's D'ing up hard and, you know, um, I'll give you the numbers here. Uh, Kevin Durant with 25 points, 14 rebounds, 7 assists. Seth Curry does it to his old team, 24 points with 5 steals. And then Kyrie has 22 points, 5 assists. And he D's up Harden pretty much the whole game and holds him to... Three for 17 shooting. So he ends up with 11 points hard and does. This, this is my problem with the whole thing. Kyrie Irving. We know he's a talent. He's offensive juggernaut. He's all those things. When it's time to D up a guy. 
only because, you know, he's in his feelings about Harden. He's going to play this tight defense on him, so on and so forth. My question is, why can't you do that every time you play? Why it's got to be this situation where, you know, you're in your feelings and you, you feel a way about Harden. So I'm going to D up. I'm going to get in his shorts, that sort of thing. Why don't you just do that the whole, whole way around? Why it's got to be for this special situation? Now, um, you know, let's say the next game you, you, you're, um, let me think of a point guard who, um, garner some respect. Um, uh, let's say a Luka Doncic. Let's say him. Why you can't D up and get in his shorts? I mean, come on. That's because there's no emotional thing to you know to to hold over uh luca so you're gonna let him go out there and do him so that's my whole thing about about Kyrie, man the man is a phenomenal talent i don't get me wrong but if you want to play defense play it full time don't play it because this guy scorned you play defense all the time all the time. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with being the two-way player? There's no crime in that. So, that's my rant on that. So, Brooklyn gets the win. Fine. You know, big ups for them and what have you. So, um, so it is what it is. So, uh, let's go on to the next bit of news. Greg Popovich. He becomes the all-time regular season wins leader when he beats... The Utah Jazz, 104-102, so close game there. Uh, so, Greg Popovich, he has 1,336 wins in 26 seasons. All with the same franchise, the San Antonio Spurs. So, of the guys with all those type of wins, they've gone to multiple uh, teams Popovich is the only one who's done it with one team. So, um, gets a tremendous amount of respect in that regard. This season's kind of a lost season. At the time, they were 26-41 and 41 when he broke the record. Uh, by the way, he passed his mentor, uh, Don Nelson, to get the regular season wins. I'm still surprised it's Don Nelson, of all coaches, who has... The regular season was the regular season wins leader, but you know he was a good coach in his own right. It's you know just when playoffs roll around, um, not so much. So uh, yeah, so Popovich, you know how many more years he got left to coach? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, he seems okay with the situation there in San Antonio. They're in a rebuild, so. I think they're one franchise player from being relevant again. Right now, they don't have it. They need somebody to go with the DeJounte Murray. So, you have a solid guy in uh, Keldon Johnson, who's having a pretty pretty fine year. Um, Devin Vassell, we'll see what he has. Um, 
Yeah, so they have some young pieces. Lonnie Walker's the fourth. You have him as well. So, but I I just say they're a Tim Duncan type of player away from being uh, a problem in the West. So, um, again, I'm not sure how long Pop wants to hold on there, but uh, he seems content. So, so we'll see. All right, next bit of news. Devin Booker returns from health and safety protocols. That's great news for the Phoenix Suns, who, you know, in his absence, they held water pretty much. So, um, you know, they're pretty much holding serve. I'd be stunned if they fall out of that first, um, that number one spot in the West. I'd be stunned. Um, in fact, upon uh, Booker's return, he scores 23 points, 9 assists, 8 rebounds, 2 blocks, and 2 steals as Phoenix clinched the playoff spot. They're the first team to do so, and they did it with a 111-90 to win over Miami, actually. So, pretty good win there. So, um, yeah, so I think... I'd be stunned if they, again, if they were to fall out of this spot. I think they'll be fine, especially getting Booker back. That's a big plus to them. They have Cameron Payne in the CP3 role now. DeAndre Ayton's having a pretty fine year, uh, kind of on the low. So, yeah, so I, I see this team, um, you know, marching forward and securing that number one spot. So, uh, CP3, hopefully he'll be back healthy and ready come playoff time. And Phoenix will be a problem, obviously, as a number one seed. So, moving on, uh, another player returns. Uh, Draymond Green. Draymond Green returned. Well, he's going to return, rather, uh, March 14th. So, from that lower back injury, he missed a month of of the you know a month's time it happened in early january so missed a month's time so uh golden state kind of stumbled around a bit without him but uh yeah but he's a welcome return for that team so um if they're to do anything in the west they need a healthy draymond green along with you know uh, Clay rounded himself back into shape. You know, Curry's there and so forth. So, all right. And speaking of Curry, uh, Steph Curry passes the two twenty thousand point uh, points. So uh, he has 20, over twenty thousand points now. He's one of forty nine players ever to do it. So, um, so Steph Curry in rarefied air there. So, um, will he make it to 30,000? Uh, it will take really good health for the next maybe five to six seasons or so. He's, uh, well, he's 33 now, um, That'd be tough. That'd be really tough. So, 
He could probably get to 25. I don't. I doubt if he gets to 30. I'd be surprised if he does. It would take a five solid seasons to do that, and I don't know if he has it in him. Um, uh, point guard at the age of 33, he kind of rolling the dice there. But look at Chris Paul, so uh, might be possible. So, all right, so let's move on. There's a segment I I want to hold off until um, all this scoring that's going on. I'll I'll keep that for another segment um, for a part two. So, anyhow, uh, LeBron James. Speaking of reaching milestones, he reaches uh, ten thousand assists. Uh, he did that in a loss to. Phoenix, um, speaking of, uh, a loss to Phoenix, 140 to 111. So, um, right now, LeBron is in seventh place amongst um, the all time assist leaders. He's in seventh now. So, and LeBron James is the only player in NBA history with 30,000 points. 10,000 rebounds, 10,000 assists. Uh, yeah, yeah. When you start talking, the only player to do something like this, uh, we're really talking something here. So, um, which of course, everybody will circle around to the question is he the goat over Michael Jordan? And uh, he's got to be the goat. Even Jordan didn't do this. Uh, I'm going to echo what Barkley says. The GOAT conversation between uh, who's the GOAT between LeBron James and Michael Jordan is a lazy conversation. I agree. I actually agree with him. Uh, it's lazy because... They're two different type of players. That's my whole issue with it. They're two different type of players. To me, the comparison uh, you would make with LeBron would be more like Magic Johnson because he was skilled in three facets of the game, scoring, rebounding, and passing. So that's kind of LeBron's game, but he's ultra when it comes to the scoring. The app comparison for Jordan would be Kobe Bryant. So, and Kobe Bryant, he mimicked Jordan. He did everything down to the, you know, the way he walked, the way he carried himself, so forth. So, I always, uh, and I've said it with friends, uh, it, the comparison between Jordan Jordan and LeBron is nonsensical. It really is. Because they're two different type of players. If you know basketball, you you can, you can see that a mile away. They're two different type of players. So, when we start talking this GOAT stuff between LeBron and Jordan, leave me out of the conversation. I, that's a conversation I don't want to have. Because I agree with Charles Barkley. That is a lazy conversation. So... Yeah, so that's my little rant on that. So uh, let us move on. 
Uh, on Sunday, uh, Kevin Garnett, he had his number five jersey retired in Boston. Uh, Kevin Garnett spent six years in Boston. He uh, was all-star five times. His average was 15.7 points per game, 8.3 rebounds, 2.7 assists, 1.2 steals, a block per game. He shot at 52% from the field, about uh, nearly 83 from the free throw line. He won one championship with him. He was a four-time all-defense and one-time all-NBA. So this begs two questions. Uh, oh, by the way, um, Ray Allen was at his uh, Jersey retirement ceremony, and it seems like um, they mended the fences as far as the rift between Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett, as well as Paul Pierce, uh, seemed like they buried the hatchet. You kind of saw inklings of that at the NBA 75 um, celebration at the All-Star game. So you kind of saw a thawing, if you will, of um, the kind of friction that was there. So uh, I think this kind of culminates it. Uh, this ceremony here. And he actually mentioned um, Ray Allen's next to go up in the rafters. So, uh, like I said, two questions. Should Kevin Garnett's number be retired in Boston? He was there only six years. He did win one championship. Um, it could be, well, it's being said, he changed the culture of what was going on in Boston and so forth. Uh, so six years, is that enough to retire a guy's jersey? Um, especially with a franchise like the Boston Celtics, when you think of guys like, of course, Larry Bird, uh, Kevin McHale, Robert Parrish. Uh, you think of, uh, of course, Kuzi, Russell, and those guys there, the Sam, the Jones boys, Havlicek, Heinsohn, uh, all those guys. So, Havlicek, Cowens. Uh, so, is six years enough to warrant having your jersey retired by a franchise such as the Celtics? Um... I I don't have a problem with it. I really don't. I don't have a problem with it. Other people may, you know, I've heard it. The question raised, um, it did that, you know, it doesn't make sense or what have you. Which I don't think I say that. But uh, he came. He brought a championship there, so forth. So. Uh, Pierce, well, by the way, Pierce's jersey is up there as well. So, um, and, and now he mentioned Ray Allen. Ray Allen only spent five years there. Remember the one less years because he went to Miami. So what is five years enough to have his jersey raised to the rafters in Boston? 
Hmm. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know. I would be on the fence about that. Uh, was he a vital part of them winning the championship? No question about it. Um, is it enough to put his jersey up there? <sighs> That's where I struggle. That's where I struggle. Um, I get, I get why you did it for Garnett. I get that. Um, just what he brought, being the leader and so forth. He was the leader there. Paul Pierce was a no leader. He followed what Garnett did. Garnett was the leader there. Make no bones about it. So, if Garnett doesn't come there, Pierce doesn't get his ring. That's it. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, it's one of those, I could go either way with it, but um, it's fine. Garnett's jersey being up there, that's fine. I, I can live with that. Um, that's okay. Um, so, yeah, so that's my little take on that. And then finally, March Madness is upon us. No, I didn't fill out any brackets. I've just been so tied up and busy. Um, I can give you my final four choices uh, for both the men and the women, actually. So, um, for me, the final four for the men, I see Gonzaga, I see Baylor, Arizona's who's having a fine year and probably Kansas. I could see those four end up being the teams in the final four. Uh, my dark horse would be Tennessee. Um, that's my dark horse as far as the uh, men go to kind, kind of uh, break the bracket and maybe sneak into that final four. So uh, as for the women... The women, the final four I see there, um, and that should be a good tournament. Um, it seems like there's a lot of buzz for it. Um, seems like women's college basketball is really uh, peaking right now. Uh, there's great interest in it, so um, kudos to the women. Uh, of course, South Carolina uh, with Dawn Staley over there running the show. Uh, she always has a team ready. Tennessee, Tennessee, I think Tennessee could sneak in and be one of those teams, one of those last four teams standing. Um, UConn, of course, you can't rule them out, uh, although they're in a tough, tough, tough bracket, tough side of the bracket. Um, and then Stanford, Stanford, who's... Um, Tara Vanderveer really has those girls playing. So, uh, yeah, so those are the four teams I see. A dark horse with me coming out of that bracket with UConn, uh, Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame has done a fine job this year with uh, Coach Ivy over there. Uh, so, yeah, so I really, if there was a team that could kind of wiggle this way in, I think it would be Notre Dame. So, all right, guys. So I want to stop it there because um, I want to get into all this scoring that's going on. So um, I'm going to stop here. And then when I come back, I'm going to go over all these scoring uh, binges that's been going on. Well, as of week uh, 20. And there were a lot in week 20. So, 
All right, so I'll see you on the other side, guys. Okay. All right, until then, we'll talk. So, my peeps, if you enjoy what you're listening to, you can follow me on my Facebook page, GD That Sports Dude. You also can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at GD That Sports Dude. And also on Twitter, you can find me at GD That Sport Dude. Also, you can email me at that sports dude gd at gmail.com. You can also support me through my Zelle at that same email address. And also on anchor.fm slash gd that sports dude. You can hit the support button there to contribute to this podcast and also like me there as well. And again, I thank you for listening to this content.